Hi friends, this week we're talking about one of my favorite things, self-control when it comes to partying. I'm going to basically give you my guide to how I've mastered self-control while partying and still having a fun life. Because a lot of people online, like the self-help people, they want you to basically cut all fun out of your life. No partying, no drinking, no nothing, no friends, just isolation and work. That's not fun. That's not attainable or like reasonable for most people. So I'm going to teach you how I've found the balance, but also my little tricks that I have for staying very self-controlled while I'm drinking and then also explain how I've achieved that. It's not a fun process, but you absolutely can be controlled when you're drinking and partying and still achieve a lot of things. Like you can achieve everything you want to do and still have fun while you do it. It's a delicate little dance, but the self-control aspect is really going to save you. And all that's stopping you from learning how to do it is the self-control to learn how to balance it. So I'm going to give you my couple of tips for when I go out or I party or like celebrate something and drink. And then I'm going to give you my tips for how to control yourself. And you're not going to like it, but I'm going to call you on your shit. You want to do grown-up things? You want to drink? You want to partake in grown-up activities? You're going to have to be grown about it then. <laughs> we'll get there. If you are going to party, if you do want to still partake in alcohol and going out, having fun, celebrating, whatever it is, here's my few tips. Remember me in the back of your head saying, keep it cute. You can drink, you can have fun, you can go out, but keep it cute. Keep it under wraps. What I like to do is set a limit for myself of how much I'm going to drink. That's where a lot of you are going to be like, oh, I don't know how to set a limit. We'll get there. I like to cap myself out five to six shots. So that could be five to six shots just straight, or I could do like a little drink. But if I do have a drink, no sugar, no nothing. Like tequila, soda, lime is what I get. Tastes like shit. You're going to drink it slow, but also... Sugar is going to make you feel even more hungover. It's not good to have that. And this is a little heads up for anyone with fitness goals or is wanting to lose weight. There is 100 calories in every shot of alcohol. So if you get a drink with a shot in it and then you get Coke in it or you get Sprite in it or something with sugar in it, that's going to basically double the calorie count of what you're drinking. So that's why I say diet or just soda water. Like soda, never tonic because tonic has sugar, tonic has calories. It tastes the same as soda water. It's got all a bunch of shit in it, trust me. And if you are a little bit smaller, you might wanna cap your liquor intake a little bit more, like five to six shots or drinks for me for a whole night. I don't get drunk. Like I haven't been drunk in probably a year. Like I don't like to get shit-faced anymore. It's not fun, it's not enjoyable. It's like, it's never a good time. Like I wanna remember everything clearly, but five to six shots or drinks, those, keep me like buzzed, I'm tipsy, I'm having a good time, but like I'm not out of my mind. And you kind of want to keep your awareness there because that's when you start messing up and you still have a little bit of judgment when you're tipsy. As soon as you get like drunk, you're not making no good decisions. So two other rules that I have for when I go out or when I drink is no drinking past 2 a.m. Bad idea, your body's not going to filter, it's not going to feel right, you're not going to get the same effects, it's just going to prolong like the filtering out of the alcohol in your body. Like just, it, there's no good that's gonna come after drinking after 2 a.m. Trust me, just don't drink past 2 a.m. Switch to water. That's my other thing is drink a lot of water throughout the night. You don't have to do the whole like a glass of water with every drink or a glass of water with every shot because who wants to pee that much? Just remember it in your head. That's one of your rules now. No drinking alcohol past 2 a.m. Drink water. And if you get like a water with a lime in it, everybody thinks it's a drink. No one's gonna give you shit. But my other little thing with time is no caffeine past 5 p.m. Because it's going to mess with your sleep. When you drink alcohol, 
Your sleep is already interrupted. You're not going to get deep, good sleep. You're not going to feel rested. You're going to feel a little bit like shit the next day. It's normal. You can't deny the facts of the human body and what you're doing to it. Like a lot of people are like spiritual, like, oh, if I tell myself I'm going to feel like shit, that's what's going to do it. No, babe, the alcohol is what's going to do it. So like, if you know you're messing with your body in a certain way, let's be smart about it. Okay. And my reasoning behind no caffeine after 5 p.m. is the half-life of caffeine is five hours. So it's not going to be out of your system for 10. So you don't want to be like having caffeine in your system while you're trying to go to bed. Again, it's going to make your sleep even worse. So no caffeine past five, trust me. And if you want to hear more tricks like this, because now I'm going to get into like other stuff. If you want more tricks about alcohol and all my kind of like tactics and things like this, I have a whole podcast episode about alcohol and all my hacks and it's called alcohol. It's episode 35. It's only on Apple podcasts and Spotify because I only did audio versions back then, but I'll link it in the description if you want the other little secrets. My next point is call it a night at two, two thirty max. When you're out and you're drinking, no good ever comes from an after party. If you really think of it, like you're sitting there, you're excited, you're wanting to like keep the party and keep the vibe and the mood going. Babe, nothing good ever comes after 2.33. If you want to push it to three, at three, you call it a night and you go the hell home. No one has fun past that time. Like the afters, have you ever really been to a fun after party? No, it's some weirdos. And then they start pulling out drugs. It's not a fun time. <laughs> like from my experience, I've never had a good after party. It's like you've been partying and you don't want it to die, but the clubs are closing. So you go to someone's house. It just gets weird and a little uncomfortable. And I know certain people, like when you are that friend, like I was for a long time who had to go out and then go home alone, that ride home alone and then going to bed alone is not fun. And a lot of people want to stay up and stay out so they don't have to go through that. Trust me, just go your ass home. Put on some ethyl cane, put on some sad shit and go tuck yourself into bed, get you a little water. Don't stay out past three, max. I'd say 2.30, call it a night, absolutely. But three, you best have your ass on the way home. The other thing that's helped me with not going out so often is I save going out for special events. So if it's someone's birthday or there's an actual event or like there's a house party, that's fun. Not some random little like kickback, like you're going to a party or an event or a celebration of something, whether it's someone's birthday or yourself. That's one thing I'm very big on promoting is like celebrating yourself. You need to celebrate yourself, celebrate your birthdays, celebrate your accomplishments, get people together. They love to celebrate that. And you need to sit in that place of gratitude and like excitement and appreciation for yourself and what you've just done. Like give yourself the chance to celebrate that. But that alone will help you start going out a lot less. And the biggest thing I want to bring up is if you're in a habit or routine of going out and that's kind of like your social time, there's nothing wrong with not going out on the weekends. Like if you have a weekend where you don't go out, great. There is this weird period you're going to go through when you start spending weekends alone where it feels very off. And I had the experience when I got out of my routine, like a couple years ago, I was partying every single weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like fully balls to the walls going for it. And I would wake up on Saturdays being like, why do I feel hungover? I didn't drink or go out last night. Like your body just like has like phantom hangovers. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one that's experienced that comment below if you have that too, but I had that for a while, but staying home on the weekend is not a bad thing, but there are going to be a lot of weird and uncomfortable and unfamiliar feelings that come up when you have this routine of like, going out on the weekends, you wake up the next day feeling like dog shit, you don't have to do anything, and then the weekend's over, you go back to work. If there's a weekend where there's actually nothing fun going on, don't go. 
Like, don't force yourself to go out just to have something to do. When you stay home and you sit in that weird little, like, uncomfortable, what the hell do I do with myself feeling, that's when you have new ideas for things. That's where you find new motivations, new... Everything that you're looking for is kind of going to pop up when you sit still for a minute and get out of this routine. But it is going to feel uncomfortable. It is going to feel weird. You're going to have to find new things to bring you excitement and fill your time. But it's not every weekend you're going to have to do it. It's not like you're cutting cold turkey. Some people need to. Like some people have problems. I don't. <laughs> and I'm sure if you listen to this, you don't have a problem either. At the level of like, girl, rehab. I'm talking like just balancing life and getting out of the whole routine a bit. But with being more selective with when you go out, a lot of times when you're in a routine of it, it's not fun. It's not eventful. When you start being a little bit more selective with how often you go out, people are going to appreciate your presence a lot more and they're going to invite you to things that are more exciting and more fun because they can't just get you out the house to go to some little podunk bar. It's like, oh, there's this event. There's this big party. There's this big thing happening at this certain club. You want to go to that. It's like you'll start being invited to things that are more substantial and more fun. So when you do go out, it is way more fun. It's not like just the redundant every weekend seeing the same people doing the same things boring after a while. But my biggest point here is not going out every weekend or not going out for a weekend or a few is not a bad thing. Like you're just gonna have to get used to and adjust to this new opening of time that you have and how you wanna spend it. You're fully in control, you can do whatever you want. You're gonna realize you have a lot more time than you think to get things done. And if you just do it and have fun, don't convince yourself, oh, I'm missing out on all this and that. I actually like, when I first started saying no to going out to things in LA, it was like I was going out, 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 out. And then the one weekend I skipped, Everybody was hanging out with the cast of Selling Sunset, all my friends. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> You're going to have the FOMO. But a few weekends later, I went out and we all hung out with them. So there's going to be like periods where you're going to miss out on things, but that's something you're going to have to choose. You're going to have to choose, okay, I want to spend my time like this and take what comes with that if you want to stay home. So don't get too caught up in the whole FOMO thing. Like create a life for yourself where... You feel like you're missing out on what you're doing when you're not going out. That's what you want to get to is build to that so that when you do go out, it's got to be better. It's got to be something that's substantial to get you out of what you're happy with. You just have to sit in the uncomfortable real quick, get used to it, get adjusted, get the new ideas of what you want to do, how you want to spend your time. Make this life of staying home fun, productive, exciting. Hang out with people that you usually like wouldn't hang out with. Whatever it is, build that little life. And then you look forward to it. And you're not like, ah, I have to stay home this weekend. You get what I mean? It's just going to suck at first. And then it's going to feel way better. And then everything's going to kind of like blend. Like we're talking about balance here. So once you have your life set where you're happy with it, when people invite you out, you don't feel obligated. Like, oh, I have to go out because I hate my life. You're not trying to escape your life anymore. You've got this cleaned up. You enjoy it. You like it. And you go out for birthdays. You go out for special occasions. You go out for an, a big event or whatever it is. It just gets very fun. And there's no guilt, there's no FOMO. It's like, you have a good balance of both. Now, before we dive into my tricks for self-control and how I stay self-controlled with partying, let's take a second to talk about the sponsor of today's podcast, which is Body Electric. Let me read my script, because I've talked about Body Electric before, I like them. Every day we're in a silent battle with our devices, devices that are slowly and stealthily draining us. Our biology is changing to meet the demands of the information age, but why and what can we do about it? If you're interested in finding the answers to these questions and more, you have to listen to the Body Electric podcast on NPR. They do talk about a lot of things to do with social media addiction and like how these apps and our 
phones are made to make us addicted to them. Like we all very much are addicted. Like our phones are the first thing we check when we wake up and like before we go to bed, we'd be plugging them in. Like we have them in our hand all the time. So they kind of break down a lot of things going on psychologically that these companies are doing to make you addicted that you might not know about. But Body Electric is an interactive six part series that investigates how our relationship with technology is impacting our health. From nearsightedness and mass psychogenic illnesses to type two diabetes rates doubling in young people, Body Electric is partnering with Columbia Medical School to find out why. Body Electric touches on topics like tips for parents, mental health, debunking popular beliefs, and provides a feel good tone with solutions you can take part in. I like that they hit a lot of different topics with each episode. Like it's not just like one thing. Like they throw a lot of information out in each episode. And I like how it's kind of like one after another, like it's stacked. But with the mounting pressures of today's society, Body Electric strives to help lighten your load mentally and physically. Listen now to Body Electric on TED Radio Hour from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Now we're getting into self-control. That's where I gotta bust you over the head with some truth. <laughs> if you go out and party the next day, whatever your goals are, are now non-negotiable. That's gonna be your kind of like contract with yourself. If you're gonna go out tomorrow, we're still doing everything we have to do. We're still working toward our goals. We're still going to the gym, working on what we need to work on, whatever it is. Like your goals are now non-negotiable the next day after you go out. You don't get to turn this into a whole go out, go too hard, and then have to spend a full day recovering, sometimes two days. It's like, nope, you get to go out. And then the next day, your goals are non-negotiable. You're going to have to force yourself to do this. And there's a reason I'm talking about how you're going to have to position this in your mind. You're literally going to feel like hell when you wake up. After you partied and after you went out, you didn't sleep good. You're dehydrated. So main thing, you're going to make yourself do what you need to do. Get you some water, hydrate, whatever you need to do on that front. Have a little coconut water, whatever. Have a Gatorade, get you some coffee and get your ass moving. And this is the tip for people who always say, I lack self-control, I can't control myself when I'm out. The biggest reason I'm saying you have to make everything you're doing non-negotiable the next day, you want it to feel like absolute hell. You low-key want it to be traumatizing how bad it is the next day after you party that you make yourself do all the things you know you need to do, like working on your goals and staying on track. You have to get back on track immediately and you want it to be awful. Because how many times is it gonna take for you going out, drinking too much, staying out too late, waking up the next day and forcing yourself to still do what you need to do before you realize, I, I don't wanna feel like this no more. So if I'm still gonna go out, I'm gonna cap it at four or five shots, whatever it's gonna be. Going home by 2 a.m. max. You're gonna learn to negotiate with yourself and you're gonna low key have that in the back of your head of like how much you dread the next day and it's gonna make you feel so much more in control when you are out partying like like i said you want it low-key traumatic how fucking dog ass tired you're gonna be after you party and force yourself to do what you need to do like experience that consequence experience how bad it is because that's what's going to keep you aware next time you go out hey this is what happens when I drink this much and I still have to work on everything I'm doing tomorrow. Like, let's not take this shot. Let's switch to water. Let's actually go home and not go to an after. Like, you're gonna have that awareness kick back in because you're so emotionally like invested in the last time you experienced it. Like, the discipline needs to kick in full effect here. You need to force yourself to do what you need to do. You fully can do it. But my biggest thing here is you need to mentally prepare for the day after you go out and you're still gonna make yourself be productive. 
And I have a little example from this cold plunge I did the other day. I was fully ready physically. I knew what was about to happen. <laughs> I knew I was about to get in some ice cold water. I was like hovering over the little tub. And when I dropped myself in, I was like, I got this. I didn't take a second to get myself mentally ready. I got myself like physically really okay like i know this is gonna feel like this like it's gonna suck i'm just gonna like force myself to stay under there when i dropped my ass into that water up to my neck oh i wanted to cut my head off <laughs> but not being mentally and emotionally prepared for what i was going to experience made me start to freak out like i was in that water and i was like <gasps> like panicking like give me the fuck out of here but i was like forcing myself to stay in but my physical body and my emotional body were not on the same page. I did not prepare my emotional body for what I was about to experience. So I started to emotionally panic and I didn't like it and I hated it. And it made me feel very weak. Like I knew physically I could handle it, but like this made me very aware of how on the same page you need your physical and emotional bodies at all times. Like before you do something hard, you need to make sure you're in check with both because if you're not physically ready for something, you physically can tap out. If you're not emotionally ready for something, you can emotionally tap out and you'll be over it because I didn't last long in that water at all. I think I lasted like 20 seconds and I jumped out and went into the sauna because I was doing like back and forth like contrast therapy. Like you go in the sauna, then you go in the cold plunge, then you go in the sauna, go in the cold plunge. And I kind of sat there and like talked to myself and I had to mentally prepare myself and emotionally prepare myself for next time I got in the water. But taking a second to get myself mentally ready of like, this is going to suck. You're going to want to get out. You're going to sit there, you're gonna be fine. It's gonna be ass. Like mentally just preparing myself for how hard it was gonna be and thinking through like, when you wanna get out, just remember you only have three minutes or two minutes, however long I stayed in. I think I stayed in like two minutes after that, like increments. But next time I got in the water, I was fully emotionally and physically ready. And I sat my stubborn cold ass in that water and I was just mad as hell. I was, but I was emotionally ready for the experience I was gonna have and it allowed me to have control because when I didn't have my emotional body ready, I felt very out of control. I felt very panicked. I wanted to just get out and like abort mission so bad. And I tried to force myself to stay in, but like I got out and then got myself mentally and emotionally ready. And then I handled it no problem. Like there is a very big disconnect with people with understanding your physical and emotional body, like your mindset, like you have to have it so right. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because when you go into trying to develop self-control with partying and having a balanced life, like if you do not mentally prepare for the way you're gonna feel, what you're gonna be thinking, how everything's gonna go the next day, you're gonna be dog-ass tired, you're gonna probably have a headache, you're gonna feel confused, you're not gonna feel into anything, you're not gonna feel any sense of motivation, you're going to want to just go lay in the bed. You have to mentally prepare yourself for that before you walk into the experience because it's gonna stack you with like strength to keep going. Like nothing's unforeseen. Nothing is all of a sudden. It's not happening as you're experiencing it. Like you've thought it through, you've prepared for it, and you're ready to handle it. When you just throw yourself into something, you'll quickly just back out of it if you're not prepared for it mentally and emotionally. So by reminding yourself and making yourself aware of like what this day hungover is about to be like, it's not gonna seem 
so abrupt and so bad. Like, it's gonna suck, but you're like, oh, I've got this, I'm ready for it. Like, I know this is gonna happen. You're expecting the day to be awful. And it low-key like frees up a lot of your mental state. And you'll realize like, as you get going in the day, you feel a lot more back to life. You feel a lot better than you thought you would, but you were prepared and ready to feel like ass. And that got you moving. And then the momentum kept going because you started feeling better. Like that's really how I've gotten this self-controlled with even partying and drinking. Like I've experienced the shitty days enough times where I know I'm not gonna let myself off the hook. Like we're still doing what we need to do tomorrow. And me that's drinking is aware of that. And he's scared of that consequence. So he's gonna make sure he ain't gonna suffer too bad tomorrow. Like it's just a matter of like experiencing how bad it is, forcing yourself through it anyway, holding yourself accountable. Like I said, you wanna do grown shit, now be grown and handle what you need to handle. You're gonna feel bad, it's not gonna feel good but you wanted to party, now come on, let's get that ass up, let's get moving. And it's gonna be awful until you finally get fed up with yourself and say, okay, I am gonna cap these shots. I am gonna go home a little early. Like I'm gonna do what I have to do to make sure tomorrow's easier. Like it's just gonna take a minute, but you will absolutely get there. It's just going to be a hell of a process, but you're all of a sudden, after you experience like one or two bad days of keeping yourself accountable and doing what you need to do, even when you're hungover, you're gonna weirdly have this awareness that will not pop out of your head when you drink. Like you're gonna be aware of the consequences. You'll be able to think forward once you train yourself with this. Like you'll be able to think forward when you're drinking, when you're out, when you're doing things, and you'll still be able to be logical and have self-control, which a lot of people don't have when they're drinking and like when they're drunk. So this is kind of my game plan for it. And it's not fun. And there's no other hack. There's no other way. Like this is how I've built this self-discipline around drinking and like balancing my life. You have to experience how bad it is to know, okay, this is how I'm going to balance it. So make yourself experience that bad, trust me. And you'll be as controlled as I am when it comes to drinking. Like I still have fun, I still let loose. I still get tipsy and sometimes I do stay out a little bit later. Sometimes I do drink a little bit more than I tell myself, but it's not often because I know the next day I'm forcing myself to get up and do what I need to do. There is no like throw away the consequence. I make myself experience them. Like you are allowed to let loose and have fun. I'm not saying you have to be like this all the time, but if you want this skill, you need to build it. And this is how it's built. And there's a little saying that I tell myself all the time when I don't feel like going to the gym or I don't feel like doing something I need to do. Something is better than nothing. And I want you to keep that mentality and give yourself a little bit of leniency because you are going to be hungover. If you try and force yourself to go to the gym the day after partying and you think you're gonna go in there and have a perfect workout, you're not. It's gonna feel like shit. It's not gonna be a good workout. You're not gonna feel strong. You're gonna feel more tired than usual. You're probably not gonna sweat very much because you're dehydrated. But just telling yourself something is better than nothing makes it a feasible task. So when you're getting in the car to go, if you're trying to force yourself, okay, I'm gonna work out how I usually do. You're gonna wanna get out of the car. You're gonna wanna turn that bitch around and go park it back at home again to be. So taking away the big feat of like, I am gonna be productive, but it has to be like how I am when I'm fine, that's unrealistic. Get it in your head of like something is better than nothing. I'm gonna go to the gym. And it seems like a more doable task, especially when you're low energy, you're tired, you don't feel good, hungover. You'll be able to get to the gym, at least do something, whether it's cardio, you do half a little workout, or maybe you just work out all the body parts that are lacking. And it's like a little full body day. 
and you just hit little things here and there. Like go, show up and do it and be consistent with it. But that's the biggest thing with consistency. You're going just to do something to show yourself you can show up and still function and still do it, even when you feel like hell. And when you do it then, it's very important because it's gonna make you feel very empowered and very strong. Like when you walk out, you'll be like, I did that. And there's no beating yourself up of the whole like, oh, it wasn't a great workout. Well, it was a workout. I'm hungover. Lucky I even went. Like you have to give yourself a little grace and a little leniency while you kick yourself in the ass or it's just abusive, you know? But the biggest thing here is showing yourself that it's possible to stay on track even when you feel like hell. That's discipline on a different angle. But the other thing is like showing yourself the first time that you're out and you stop the amount of drinks that you have or you go home early and you call it a night. Once you do that for the first time and show yourself it is possible, you're going to be like opened up to a whole new world. Like, what? huh? What? Like just showing yourself it's possible, going to the gym the day that you're hungover, just showing yourself it can be done is so freeing. And it's just that first time of doing it that's hell. And then knowing that it's possible and knowing that you can choose it anytime you want is great. It's like when I used to get high a lot, I get high here and there. Like weed just punches me in the face with the munchies. Um, oh it's like, it's sad. Like it's genuinely sad the amount I'll eat. Like the amount I eat in general, but like the amount I could put down when I like a little bit, oh fuck. But I still remember the first night that I let myself get high. I smoked my little pen and then I made myself go get in the bed and not get up. I was like, you do not get to eat. You're just going to go to sleep. Like you want to be like, oh, I'm so stressed out. Like I want to smoke so I can go to sleep. So do that then. You don't get to get up and go have food and all that. Like I ate all my meals for the day. I was full. I hit my little pen, but my problem is that I can still like keep eating even after I eat a whole meal. But I ate, I was full, I was satisfied, I got all my food in for the day, and I hit the pen and I went and forced myself to lay in the bed. It was a battle to stay in the bed. Like I wanted to get up so bad and go eat. And I was convincing myself like, oh, you can have a protein shake. You can have this, like telling myself anything like remotely healthy I could eat. You can go have edamame because it turns once I get in the kitchen, it turns from like, oh, I'll eat this first thing. And then it's, oh, you can have these chips or you can have this popcorn or you can have this salmon out of nowhere. Like I just start eating and don't stop. So like when you just show yourself, you can do the hard thing just once and you see that it is possible and you can do it. Everything kind of unlocks from there. Cause like just showing myself I can smoke and stay in the bed changed a lot. Like. I'm aware I can do it and I have that muscle now. I'm aware that muscle exists for me to restrict like that. So now every time I go to like smoke, I know I can stay my ass in the bed and it's possible. It's gonna take a lot of willpower, but it's possible. My whole thing here is just showing yourself that you can do something at least once, makes you aware of that possibility and you feel so much more in control and happy and empowered and you feel stronger. So these are some of my tips to get you controlled and help you balance partying a little bit. Like I said, if you want to hear all my other hacks about alcohol, I will leave the link to episode 35 in the description. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought. And if you have any more tips, please tell me. But if you learned something, give this video a little thumbs up. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leave me a five stars rating for five shots a night. <laughs> In all seriousness, I hope this brings you a lot more of a sense of control over yourself and gives you a little hope and a new way to navigate this whole little life that a lot of people feel like they're powerless to. You're not. 
I promise you got this. So everybody be safe, take care of yourself, and I will talk to you guys next Sunday.